This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We bring on our guests now on BetMGM tonight, Katie Mox, the betting exchange on MSG Networks. Katie, PJ and I are both on Atlanta in the under. Are we both crazy tonight? No, I am on Atlanta too. I'm on Atlanta minus that four and a half. I mean, the Hawks have been 10 and two when playing against a team with a winning record in the second half of the season. They're also five and two against the spread in their last seven games. And Atlanta at home, they're nine and one straight up in the last 10 home games. I know they're under right now. They're not winning right now, but I'm on it too. I'm on Hawks minus four and a half. I know it's five and a half now. I locked it in yesterday. Love love it, love it. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter just hit a three-game now tied at 10. Uh, Katie, what about this game tonight? The Spurs visit the Pelicans. Uh, Is there a side you like? Is there a prop you like in the game tonight? Well, I like the under in this game, the under 224. You know, the Spurs have beat the Pelicans in three out of their last four games this season, but only one of those games has eclipsed this total of 224. The under has just been the better bet for both of the teams this season. I mean, slightly the over-under record for the Spurs was 39-41-2, and two, but that over-under over record for the Pelicans this season, it's 34-47-1. and one. For some reason, odds makers keep like to put these totals really high, but the last two matchups read at 230 and 237. Both of those went under, so I'm kind of thinking the under in this game. We saw a lot of good defense last night as well, and you know, Deontay Murray, everybody's all over him and rightfully so I like him over his rebounds tonight I got that at seven and a half you know since the all-star break Murray's just been unstoppable you know he's really the only reason or a big reason why the Spurs are even in this position to compete for the playoffs he's averaging about 8.4 rebounds per game as it is right now those are his normal minutes 35 36 minutes but obviously everything on the line single elimination he's definitely going to have more minutes so I like him over his rebounds tonight Kate, you mentioned at the very beginning of that answer how a lot of the odds makers are throwing these over-unders, and it's a high number. PJ and I were talking about it. It seems like the odds makers haven't learned the lesson that we all have seemed to have figured out, that once you get to the playoffs, throw out everything that happened during the regular season. That number, I think, needs to come down. I was surprised at how big this Atlanta number was tonight. I think it opened, it was around 235, 240 at some plot spots when it first started. I don't know how you can say that this is going to be a 235. Now, an hour and a half from now, I may be completely wrong, but it just feels, <laughs> it just feels, Katie, like they're thinking this is going to be your regular NBA regular season game in February where nobody's playing any defense. Right. And to your guys' points, too, there has been a dip in scoring from the regular season to the playoffs, at least for the last four years. In 2021, the average uh, points per game was 224.2. And in the playoffs, it dropped all the way down to 220.6. Again, that's been consistent over the past four seasons. Also, the average points per game during the playoffs has checked in at just 216. So why we're seeing something like 224, to your point, is wild. 
Katie, looking at these other first-round series, we got a lot of good matchups. I'm curious which one you're most looking forward to, and is there an underdog that you like to maybe get the upset in one of these first-round series? Well, I, look, I'm from the Bay Area, and you know the, the the hosts normally are probably like, stop talking about the Warriors, but I can bore you guys because <laughs> I haven't talked to you yet before. <laughs> so I love the Golden State Warriors here. They're taking on the Nuggets. Obviously, they started out hot, and then they completely slumped, but they did end the season on a five-game winning streak. Clay Thompson is back, baby. He says he's at 100%. He dropped 41 points in the regular season finale. And look, a lot of these losses have come down to really poor decisions in the fourth quarter. They got to clean up the turnovers, of course. We still don't know if Steph Curry's going to play. That's a huge question mark and, of course, would be a huge plus for them. However, you know, we still have those role players in Wiggins, Poole, and Green. And look, over the past 20 seasons, 33 of the 40 teams to reach the NBA Finals have ranked in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. Golden State, even with all their roles, they're still at number two just behind the Celtics. So, look, if they can clean up those turnovers, if they can stop making mistakes in the fourth quarter, if Clay Thompson is Clay Thompson, and we have a prayer of getting Curry back, hey, I kind of like that upset there. Katie, when you, you talk about, obviously, the words, you'd like to get that upset, you'd like to see them move on, but is there a team outside of your favorite, because we don't want any bias yep. here on the show, <laughs> yes, is there a yes. team that you look for in the Western Conference, not necessarily that you think will win and be there in the NBA Finals, but is there a value play on the board where you say, okay, they may not be the favorite, but this wouldn't be bad to you know put a little scratch on that team, because if they do get there, you're gonna the, the risk is worth the reward for them. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, I think the Suns are going to be a really, really tough team to beat. And I do think that, all bias aside, the Warriors are probably one of the best ones to do that. Um, but I also think the Nuggets have been, you know, a good value with their two and the, the Jazz and the Mavericks. We'll kind of see how that shakes out. But I think that the I think that the East is a lot more open than the West is. The Suns have this really locked down, and I think the only team that can beat them is the Warriors. I know that's not the answer that you wanted, but I do think that the East is like a little bit more open in terms of, you know, it, Almost anybody, I feel like, could win the championship on that side. Yeah, the East is loaded. Celtics, Bucks, Heat. I mean, there's so many teams. Philly. I'm interested. Those two series, Celtics and Brooklyn and Philly and Toronto. I feel like yeah. Toronto and Brooklyn are going to be very trendy picks by people to win those series outright. Are you going to be yep. one of those people? Do you like Toronto? Do you like Brooklyn? Or do you think that the Celtics and the Sixers advance and move on? Well, I'm, I'm kind of half and half on that. I'm, I am looking to fade Philadelphia here. I do think that they are a big question mark. Now, that's not because of Indeed, because that man has been playing out of his mind 10 games this season where he scored over 40 points, including that 150 piece versus Orlando. But the big question mark here is James Harden. He's got to be more consistent. He's either getting over 30 points or he had a career low average of 13.8 points per game. Now, it has been 21 years since the Sixers made it past the second round in the playoffs. So we just don't know what we're going to get from them. And this Raptors team is sneaky good. So I probably would love to fade Philadelphia. However, I kind of like the Celtics on this one. I don't have a lot of trust in the Nets. Now, of course, KD and Irving. Irving absolutely torched the Celtics. They seem to be heating up at the same time. Seth Curry was a little bit absent. Didn't see a lot from him. But again, it's that old adage, right? Offense sells tickets, defense wins championships. Well, the Celtics have the number one ranked in, um, defense and defensive efficiency. So I kind of like that one. And, you know, one thing that I think could happen is I think that the Bucks could actually just sweep the Bulls here. 
Oh, that would be huge for the Bucs because then they can get themselves some rest and, and hang out and wait around to see what happens uh, in the next season. Talking to Katie Mox here, the betting exchange on MSG Networks here on BetMGM tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about this next hour, Katie, but I want to get your opinion on it because you are a, a big-time NBA person. So future bets on the NBA Finals MVP. Obviously, the main one's up there. Booker's plus 500. Giannis yeah. is plus 700. Is there a sneaky bet if you like the Celtics to get their Jason Tatum at plus 1,200, or is it just the smart play to say, hey, take the guy on the best team that you think is going to be there when it's all said and done? I think you take the guy that's on the best team that's going to be there when it's all said and done. And honestly, I like Giannis. I think that, you know, it's going to have to go through Milwaukee again this year. I love the Suns for the West, but I kind of think that the Bucks could have a repeat here, and Giannis has set himself up real well for that. Another futures bet I like that I was looking at, Katie, that I thought was really interesting, BetMGM's offering Eastern Conference and Western Conference, which team will win the title? Both team, both conferences are minus 110. Sounds like you oh. like Milwaukee, but I know you obviously yep. like Golden State and Phoenix. So do, are you taking, would you take the Western Conference because of the Suns and the Warriors, or would you take the East just because there could be four or five teams that could be a really tough out in the finals? Yeah, I think the East, I think, like you said, the, the Suns are really great and the Warriors have a chance to do it. But that's just me wishful thinking, right? Wishful thinking that we get Curry back and that Clay Thompson <laughs> is going to drop another 41. We don't know that that's going to happen. My heart wants it to happen, but we don't know that. And I think that the Suns are obviously an extremely solid team. I mean, they have the best record in the NBA. But to your point, the East just has so many teams that are well-rounded and that have these sharp shooters and also really good defenses on their side. So I would take the East uh, if, they're, if it's the same odds, minus 110. I just think there's more potential on the east. Katie, I know you're a Warriors fan. I'm going to go off the book here a little bit because I want to <laughs> see, I want to get your opinion on this again. And, and I'm sure there's got to be somewhere out there. Somebody's figuring out what the line should be. And I thought I saw one early in the week and maybe they've taken it down because they already know, but who's going to be the next Lakers coach? Where should I lay my cash on who's going to get that job? Oh, my God. The only thing I know about that is they should no longer consult LeBron James on what to do with the Lakers. He is an incredible player, but he is not a He's good a GM, terrible GM. And we have seen that yeah. play out. So whatever they do, whoever they pick, don't ask LeBron James. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 100% behind that. Whatever they do, he should not be in charge of that that conversation. Katie, who's a sleep? What are some of the names floating around right now? For oh, the Lakers? Doc, I haven't even seen that. Doc Rivers has been floated around Ooh. out there. I've heard Nick Nurse, yeah, maybe. They've had, okay. there's been a, there's been a few. Um, I, I should have I should have had them pulled up and ready to go for you. But yeah, I, was, I, I know Doc Rivers was like the main one. At some point, they were even uh, rumoring that uh, Kurt Rambis was going to come down from the front office. Thank God that got put to rest because he may be the worst NBA coach yes. in history. Um, great player, loved the goggles back in the '80s for you uh, for you yeah. older older kids out there. But he cannot coach a lick. Uh, they even mentioned that Phil Jackson was going to get, they were going to try to talk 76 oh, year old Phil Jackson out of it. I saw a Mike Krzyzewski uh, Mike in there Krzyzewski, too. Coach K yeah. got a mention in this article that I wow. saw on it. So yeah, they're, they're throwing the dartboard out there, Katie, and just kind of blindly <laughs> pl- trying to play, pin the coach on the Lakers. I think it's not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Doc, Doc Rivers obviously seems to be the only uh, real choice, I guess, in yeah. there. And I do think he was kind of, done a little bit dirty by the Clippers there. I don't think everything was his fault, and I do think that he is a great coach. I mean, he's obviously doing well with Philadelphia right now, but that could be an interesting one. I'm sure he would love to come back to Los Angeles, and of course, the Lakers is you know, the Lakers, the one of the best franchises in yeah. history. 
But Phil Jackson is not coming back. I mean, that's almost like people that thought that Tom Brady was going to come back and play for the 49ers. It's like, let's just stop with these, <laughs> these narratives, okay? I think Ty Lue was also on that list as well yes. at one point. Did so, see that. Yeah. Obviously coached that LeBron in Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, Katie, you know, th- there are so many teams this postseason that intrigue me of, like, what ifs. Like, if Ben Simmons comes back, how could Brooklyn look? Um, you know, you talked about Embiid and Harden. Will they mesh in the postseason? Is the Memphis that we saw in the regular season going to look the way that they do like that in the postseason? Who's the team that you're just most excited to watch in the playoffs to see what they look like? Well, I'm excited to watch actually the Heat. And I know it's not in the first round. They'll be coming in the second round. But look, they were the, they're the number one seed in the East, but they don't get any respect from the odds makers. They're still the fifth best to win uh, the conference there. And they had an incredible record this season. And they were really playing without a lot of their role players. And they're finally healthy at the right time. So I'm excited to see how they do because I feel like they've been disrespected with the, with the odds makers here, with the fifth best. I think they can definitely make a run for it. I think it's a great point. Mm. And nobody is talking about the Heat. It's, I mean, you, you even mentioned it before that, that you thought for an MVP pick that you should go with Giannis because he's on what you consider the best team in the Eastern Conference. So we're all... We're all guilty of it, Katie, because nobody is talking about Miami making it to the NBA Finals. But why, right? They've got the best record. They have the number one seed. I think they've got the best coach. I like Spolstra for Coach of the Year this year. And also, I mean, they haven't played with most of their role players this year, and they still won games in a really tough conference. So, I mean, they might be the sneaky one to look at because they're being disrespected right now for no good reason. That's a great point. Hey, Katie, for anybody out there, where can they find you? Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Go ahead and uh, promote where we can find your stuff, other than, of course, the MSG Network. Yes, on Twitter, I am at Katie Mox. And on Instagram, I'm at Katie Mox Bet. Perfect. Katie, great. thank you thank as you, always. Katie. Great info. We appreciate it. Enjoy the games tonight. Have a great night. You too. I appreciate it. There she is, Katie Mox. Again, the MSG Network, the betting exchange.